Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It is uh, Everything Storm. I I usually come to you guys with uh, a bunch of questions, and that's what I'm doing today, except uh, I'm being very generalized about it. Everything Storm-related. Mark Polinkars, the Erie County Executive, the latest guidance he's receiving from the weather people. Some areas, some areas may see five inches of snow per hour. And we had a very interesting caller last hour who said, uh, Governor Hochul is wrong, that the throughways should be open for trucks but closed for four-wheelers. I hadn't thought about that, but the more I think about that idea, it it makes sense unless somebody wants to talk me out of it. Uh, by the way, uh, David Bellavia uh, has a new book out, Remember the Ramrods. You can go to the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page and click on the link and order it. And uh, David, once this storm is uh, done with um, – David can't interview himself. He he can talk about his book, but uh, David is going to be a guest on the program, and I'm going to do the interview with David about his book because it would be kind of silly if David interviewed himself. So we'll do uh, David Bellavia and uh, remember the Ramrods when this weather situation is, uh, is out of the way. So that'll be uh, a fun show to do. Uh, and looking forward to that. Let's get to the calls on WBEN. Uh, here is Rick in, my goodness, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Rick, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. Um, about the driving van. I was on my way out of Buffalo yesterday between Hamburg and Angola, and there was slush on the road. Every car followed in lockstep behind me as I drove through this at about 55 miles an hour, all except for one pickup truck and one car. And they bolted by me probably doing 70. Well, unfortunately, the car wound up not only in the ditch, but all the way up on the bank. Problem being, people lose their minds when, you know, I got to get home, I got to do this, I got to, you know, everybody out here is driving like they're in a NASCAR race. So, and, and it's not just the cars. Trucks are doing the same thing, but trucks are doing it by design because two things. Our neighbors to the north, the vast majority of their trucks are limited to 65 miles an hour mechanically. So they're going to do 65 come hell or high water. Then you got the other side, and that's the e-log, electronic logging. These guys are up against the clock. They can't take a break. They can't do nothing because once their 11 hours of driving time is up, that's it. They're done. 
So these guys are going great guns, and they're not limited to 65, so they're going to get every mile in that they can at any cost. Do I side with Kathy Hochul? No, I don't side with Kathy Hochul. Do I, do I think that taking the trucks off the road? You can judge that for yourself. You can go onto YouTube and see all these major accidents where tractor trailers are full speed ahead going into a crashing when there's already 25 vehicles piled up. Well, I, I've seen those videos, and I've seen a lot of videos with four-wheelers as well. I've, I've covered a lot of horrible accidents involving four-wheelers. Um, I, I don't know what the right answer is. But in terms of logistics, did you hear what the truck driver said who made the argument, look, how are gas stations going to get fuel? How are police and fire departments, uh, how are they going to get fuel? How about groceries? I thought it was a very compelling case. Oh, he, you know, he made a very good point. I, I agree. But, you know, all I can tell you is, and me saying this ain't going to fix it because everybody's to their own, you know, notion, but I got 6 million accident-free miles in the last 50 years. Last year, I went to Nashville and accepted an award for it. This year, I got another one for being in the business for 50 years. I'm an independent. You know, I'm not leased to a company, you know. Miss Linda and I run the business. We do all the dispatching. She's the safety director. You know, she's the financial officer. We, we do it all. But you know what? At the end of the day, I have made it through some horrible, horrible weather conditions simply by using my head and slowing down, or if it's that bad, getting off the highway. Well, congratulations and kudos to you, sir. Uh, I I maintain, and you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, obviously this is the case with you, but I'm not trying to blow smoke up anybody's tailpipe, but uh, you guys and ladies who drive the big rigs, because it is what you do for a living, on balance, I think you're far better drivers than most four-wheelers. You're on target. And the other thing is, is we are also essential. Look what happened with that lockdown. Oh, you, you can run all the hours you want. You can do whatever you want, as long as you're, you're hauling freight, you know. We are essential, you know. And by and large, we're the ones paying for the roads, not the cars. So you... I tell you what my, what my tax base is to support these highways. So you, you agree that keeping the big rigs, uh, despite what our previous caller said, keeping the big rigs uh, or the commercial vehicles off of the thruway is the way to go? No, I don't. I, like I say, if one or if one or the other's got to go, it should be the cars. That's why they have that no unnecessary travel band and stuff like that. But, you know, if the caller before me is right. What happens, what happens when you take all the trucks off the road? Now, fortunately, the freight that I haul these days is, is not very timely. So I'm going to go as, as close to home as I can between today and tomorrow. And I might be stuck there for the weekend. I could be 90 miles from the house stuck for the weekend because, you know, number one, I haul brand-new semi-trailers now. That, that's what I do. I haul them for a local dealer right there in Buffalo. And... And I'm not about to screw one of these things up because my deductibles on these things is they're right up there, you know. <laughs> and uh, but but you know, like I say, the, the trucking industry is essential because all of a sudden, you know, your your local supermarket doesn't have milk and bread. You know, your gas station doesn't have gas or kerosene. To, you know, for for you know portable heaters and stuff. 
uh, medical supplies. You know, I mean, during the pandemic, that's all I did was haul medical supplies, you know, in great quantities. And we got a pass on everything. But, but no, I, I, I think that the essential people should be out there, but they also need to use their head. Because Kathy Hochul made the argument, well, you know, one jackknife tractor trailer. Well, there's been case studies done time and time and time again. That when there's a truck accident, the vast majority of the time it was caused by an automobile. Uh, yeah, uh, anybody can listen to uh, CB Radio Channel 19, at least you could in the old days, and uh, hear the great fondness and love the uh, truckers have for the four-wheel population. <clears throat> Uh, I thank you kindly for the phone call. We're going to see what some other people have to say, sir. Thank you. All right. All right. So uh, what do you think of this? I, uh, this is an interesting area that uh, just kind of came up on the show. Is Kathy Hochul going about this the wrong way? Should we have the throughway open for the commercial vehicles so we can get our food and our gasoline, but closed for the four-wheelers? And look, every single truck driver in America will tell you that the same thing our last caller did, that most of the accidents involving the big rigs were not the original fault of the big rig. They were the fault of somebody in a four-wheeler doing something stupid, like Forgetting that uh, a giant truck can't stop on a dime when it's running full? Hello. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to uh, Josh Schmidt country here. This is Joe in uh, Eden. You're on WBEN. Welcome. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. So, in contrast, uh, your your truck drivers out there, um, I, I was the guy... And, you know, the guy was quoting some statistics. Oh, yeah, the four-wheeler. Well, I'm the guy that actually showed up on the scene and did the investigations for almost 20 years. And, and that was on the throughway. I, my, my, my career spanned it over, over 30 years. So what I'm going to tell you is, again, Kathy's kind of right. All it takes is one. One jackknife factor trailer. That's all it takes is one. And everything comes to a stop. And everything is screwed and i'm in my experience it's not because of four-wheeler one of the things we don't have here in new york state unlike other states is a reduced speed during inclement weather for for tractor trailers because of the road spray and everything else that these guys put up and the fact of the matter is if they were just cruising down the throughway at 40 miles an hour they'd probably be fine but when i get the guy that can barely speak English, because you can, don't really have to read and write English. You're supposed to, but according to the CDL. But uh, he doesn't, and he's in his shorts, in his, in his uh, T-shirt, and five foot of snow, because he's just never driven uh, the northern states. You know, we assume that these guys are quote-unquote professional truck drivers, but they're not. All of them are not, and it just takes the one. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, we'll see what other people have to say. Uh, He says it just takes one of you 18-wheelers, and he says that it it, it isn't true that it's the four-wheelers who are responsible for most of the jackknife tractor trailers. I, I love when we get callers going at each other. It's wonderful. Um, And, and again, 18-wheelers have one take on the world. Four-wheelers, 
we don't really think a lot. Uh, most of us don't really think a lot about the the eighteen wheelers, but uh, I give them plenty of respect and plenty of leeway. Now, just to shoot something else at you, we've all had the experience, right, where we're driving along and you can't see five feet ahead of you, and on your left, some gigantic truck goes by you at 80 miles an hour. We've all had that happen to us, um, despite the professionalism, uh, which I think exists in the trucking industry. And by the way, that last call brings another point to mind. Are today's truck drivers as good as the truck drivers were 10 or 15 years ago? And even back in the old days, guys, and if you're a trucker, you know I speak the truth, the American truckers didn't think a lot of the Canadian truckers, in particular from Quebec. They always had the high, hard one for the Quebec truck drivers. Had nothing to do with the Statsney brothers either. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Anybody else remember the Quebec Nordique of the National Hockey League? Okay, here's uh, Mike in uh, Elma. Mike, you're on WBEN. What's your take? Hi, Tom. Um, I love listening to other people's perspectives, and that's one thing that politicians do not do. Uh, your last caller disagreed politely. Uh, the first two truck drivers, uh, I, I lean towards them. Uh, the first thing that our politicians want to do is shut everything down. That's like the only thing they understand because they weren't the truck drivers. They aren't the people that are actually getting jobs done. Politicians, in my view, since I've been a kid, I'm 52 right now. Um, politicians get in the way of progress. They don't understand how anything works. So like your last guy said, 40 mile an hour speed limit for truckers. If they're going faster, give them a ticket. That's how people learn. Um, you can't just shut things down in a society. Uh, they've proven that, you know, during COVID, shut it down. That's the only option there is while they're going out to their parties and doing whatever they have to do. I'm fully against shutting everything down. There should be a plan to take care of doctors and nurses, getting them to the hospital. There should be a plan, like the guy said, get fuel to the stations, food to the stores. There should be a plan, slow the speed limit down, talk to the truckers, talk to the police, talk to the people that actually have jobs instead of listening to fools like Poland cars uh, and Hochul. It's like they have no idea what reality is. And when they shut things down like that, it just shows that they have no ability to think more succinctly about a problem. It's like all they know, how to, it, 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 it's frustrating. Uh, last thing, Tom, I look forward to the interview with you and uh, David. Uh, it's going to be a good interview. Your historical perspective, you're both patriots. Um, I look forward to it. Have a good day. All right. Uh, thank you uh, very much. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, too. And I was thinking when I heard David talking about the book, wait a minute. He can't He can't interview himself. Why don't I do the interview with David? He's doing every other show. Why, do we, why don't we get him on this show? So we're going to work something out and uh, get David uh, here to uh, talk about Remember the Ramrods, which, by the way, is being critically acclaimed, just so you know. And we'll give you plenty of notice uh, when David's going to be. It's just It's going to be a little bit weird. My guest is David Bellavia. That's just, it's just, it doesn't sound, because I'll be saying Bowerly and Bellavia. It's just, it's going to be weird, but it's going to be a great show. Josh is looking forward to it. Uh, Jimmy Love is looking forward to it. David is looking forward to it. And uh, we'll let you know when. All right, so what do we do here about the throughway? What do we do about it, guys? Um, is it the 18-wheelers 
the big rigs that are the problem, or is it the four-wheelers? And in terms of logistics and supplies and the supply chain, doesn't it make more sense to let the 18-wheelers have the run of the throughway and have the four-wheelers on the side roads? Um, I don't think that's a bad idea, but we've had people debating the pros and cons of it, and I'm going to trust that those of you who have been accident investigators, those of you who've been longtime truckers, I'm going to trust that you have greater knowledge than I. So you may call in. I'm entertaining the idea, uh, but uh, hearing the arguments from both sides of it uh, is is very uh, it's frankly it's it's very very enlightening. Also, uh, if you have anything having to do with the storm, uh, whether you think we're actually going to get it, uh, whether you think this is going to be a dud, uh, I'd love to know. Something else that didn't really mention yet, but how how do you take care of the snow? I was joking with David earlier, but David, how nice of you to volunteer to come over and shovel my driveway. I actually do have a snowblower. Yesterday. I'm able to get gasoline for the snowblower and start it up. So I am ready to go with the snowblower because I can't, at this point, uh, I can't get into shoveling snow uh, because my intestines will unravel and go all over the driveway. And that would be very unfortunate for all of us. <laughs> uh, it's 26 minutes after three at News Radio 930 WBEN. Isn't it funny how our bodies just end up defying us over time and defiling us as well? Uh, more calls coming up from you guys as we talk about the weather that is to come. And again, just so you know, we here at WBEN, we're all set. Uh, we've got Tim Wenger. We've We've got our newsroom. Uh, I'm ready to go. David's ready to go. Josh is ready to go. So we will be, if, if and when this all hits, we will be in full local storm coverage for you on News Radio 930 WBEN. You've got uh, hundreds of years of experience at this radio station covering things like this. So you are going to be in very, very good hands. It is uh, Bowerly for, well, hundreds of cumulative years. None of us are over 100. Worried about letting someone else pick out? the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I cannot believe Billy Joel is playing the Falls View Casino in February. It holds 5,000 people. So you had, uh, what, over 50,000 people at the stadium uh, a year ago. Those same 50,000 people are going to be competing for 5,000 seats at uh, the Falls View Casino. 
methinks they might be a bit expensive on the secondary market. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you're just joining us, yeah, David Bellavia uh, has a new book out, critically acclaimed, uh, Remember the Ramrods, and we'll let you know when David is going to be a guest on the show. Remember, David does four hours, 10 until 2 on WBEN before I come in and destroy everything. So he might want to take an hour off before uh, you know before coming on uh, my program after he does his program because uh, doing five hours straight, I know it sounds like it would be easy just, hey, you sit around and talk for a living. There, there's a little more to it than that, but uh, we'll, we'll get it all worked out and let you know. But right now we're talking about the storm uh, and up to five inches an hour in the most persistent areas. And one of the topics of discussion that you guys have, have brought up is, would it make more sense to close the throughway for uh, for uh, four-wheelers than it would for the tractor-trailers, the commercial vehicles? Because in about 20 minutes from right now, from Rochester to the state line, the state throughway is going to be closed for commercial vehicles. And one of our callers uh, earlier said, hey, what is this going to do to the supply chain? What is it going to do to petroleum, to medical supplies, to groceries? I thought it was a very interesting point, and I never really had viewed it that way. Uh, and I'm kind of curious what you have to say. Uh, put the tra- put the tractor tra- put put the commercial vehicles on the thruway and the four wheelers on the uh, uh, secondary roads. To me, that kind of makes some sense, and I'm glad it came up because I hadn't thought about that before. That being said, it only takes one, and you know they're going to be from Quebec, right? <laughs> it only takes one to screw the pooch. And how much further ahead are we? But remember, we have done a lot of programs over the, well, we've done four programs over the years. Uh, the morning after, people have been stranded on the uh, state throughway for hour after hour after hour. And uh, it's a very dangerous situation. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, if you have a favorite snack that you like to keep in your vehicle for when the weather gets inclement, uh Please let us know what your snack is. Doing that topic in honor of Sandy Beach, who uh, Pop Tarts were his thing, and every spring he'd eat the Pop Tarts that uh, didn't get eaten during the winter. True story. Back to the calls. Frank in Amherst. Sir, uh, thank you for holding. You're on WBN. Yes, hello, Tom. Uh, the trucks tipping over is what causes the problem because uh, it blocks everything. All the other trucks can't get by. I was on the Youngman one time in the year 2000 during the winter, and three trucks went over. I was uh, kind of almost right behind them, and I was able to zigzag between them. Uh, after that, everyone behind me got stuck for hours on end. I found out I was able to get off on Main Street and take Union Road and hang out at the Wegmans, which was still open at the time on gallery, on Walden near the Galleria. When, when you and say so, they tipped over, did they get blown over by the wind, or did no, momentum cause one, them to one roll over? One had a problem, and the other ones came up behind them and turned abruptly to try to avoid, and they all flipped over. And so I went through them like a puzzle, you know, at a, at a pancake house and uh, uh, got through them. And then I just got off on Main Street and took Union Road, which was empty but perfectly plowed. And I was able to go hang out by the Millennium Hotel and the Wegmans, which was opened at the time, and wait for the storm to pass. And then I, I continued on home from there a couple hours later. So based on your experience, your argument is what? 
Well, I, I also wanted to at the, there before they they had these uh, barrier, you know, these uh, arms that go down with the blinking lights to close the ramps for the throughway. Another thing they had talked about was putting more removable barriers. That was because if one side of the throughway was backed up, they could come and remove the cement barriers and bring uh, giant, you know, tow trucks from the other side of the road and remove lift those barriers up and then get them to clear out the uh, the throughway. But it, it's a problem. All, like like I said, all, all you need is one truck to tip over, and before you know it, there's 300 trucks that are backed up and nobody can get to the scene. Um, just another thing here. I know you were talking about Florida. I wanted to say that when they had the Hurricane Ian here. Uh, there were officials who spoke quite strongly to the citizenry in Florida and urged them vehemently to uh, please leave where they were, that it was no joke. And uh, many of those people lost everything and got, got their pants scared off, that's for sure. Well, I don't, so, I don't know what briefings you watched or listened to. I listened to the ones that took place on Monday as Ian was bearing down on uh, Naples and Fort Myers. And my opinion is that the... Uh, the law enforcement and the other officials, they came in, they said what they had to say, they didn't treat people like they were morons, and then they got off stage and got to work behind the scenes. And frankly, I don't often get that sense here in western New York. I get the sense that there's a totally different attitude that our politicians have towards citizens than the Florida politicians have towards citizens. Um, another comment just quickly on Florida here is 80% of all property insurance claims in the entire country occur in Florida, which means that the entire country pays for Florida. So uh, Florida really isn't so great. I, I know everybody keeps talking about Florida with all these things, whether it's the taxes. I know, a, a state that actually values individual freedom, a state with a multi-billion dollar government surplus and no state income tax, I'm sure it's a horrible yeah, place to live. subsidizing that state is what I'm trying to tell you. We're, everybody who's got an, a renter's policy, a home policy, any other kind of policy, we're subsidizing all of that because 80% of all claims uh, come through for Florida. Well, then they can raise the rates for Florida. They can't raise the rates for Florida because the companies are pulling out of there. So a lot of those people, to continue with what you were saying with the officials that were warning, most of those people in Florida are going to suffer are going to suffer total losses, or they'll be lucky if they can argue with an insurance company to try to get fifty percent of their losses back. Dude, most if you're, of those if, people, if, Tom, if you're going to lose everything, they're going to lose everything. If you're not into Florida, you're not into Florida. No, but I'm just saying they're going to lose a lot of those people. They didn't know when they came from other areas that they were moving someplace. They're going to lose everything because they weren't able to get the insurance or they didn't have the flood insurance. And then, you know, the insurance companies are going to slice and dice whether a loss is caused by structural or whether it's flood. Again, I mean, I I want to we're talking about the storm that's going to hit here. Uh, the Florida comment was just a, a side comment. We're not doing a show in the sunshine state. I think you're wrong about that. All right. Thank you. Um, it's my show. I get to decide what we talk about when it's your show. You can decide what we talk about. I made a offhand comment that took 10 seconds. I'm not going to spend the next two hours debating Florida because we've got snow that is coming here in western New York. I will tell you that the people I know who moved to Florida are very happy with their decision. (laughs) What do you want me to say? Uh, Here is Donna in uh, Chictawaga. Donna, you are on. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just want to say that several years ago, in the winter, I took my mother to visit out-of-state relatives. And before we went down, we checked the weather, the radar, the whole bit. We're cleared to go. We moved. 
time to come home, we do the same thing, check the weather sites, the radar, boom, we're clear to go. So we're coming in, it's dark from Erie, Pennsylvania, thinking it's clear. We get on the throughway, and the more we move slowly, the heavier the snow gets. If you come in from Erie, Pennsylvania, that first exit or two, there's nothing there. There's no place to go. And it's coming down nasty. It was one of those where in order to see, I would have had to shut off the headlights. So I'm doing the best I can. And the only way I'm making it is because there was a semi that had just passed through and I got in his tracks and I caught up with him. I shut my lights down so I could focus on his back end. And that's the only reason we got home safe. Otherwise, we would have been snowed in and blown off and nobody would have found us. Uh, well, actually, there was a case uh, many years ago in the summertime where uh, a dad was bringing home his uh, two kids and went off the road. That wasn't even a wintertime story as I remember it. But the the point uh, as far as the throughway is is what? That we should keep the throughway open, that we open it for the four-wheelers but not the commercial vehicles. Where, where do you come down on that? Okay, if we just open it, keep the truckers off, and we just keep everybody else on you are going to have stranded cars all over the place because there'd be no treads to follow. Some of these people have no common sense. They blow in at the five inches an hour. They're going to be buried. You're not going to get them off. My idea is just shut the whole thing down for everybody. Let the truckers come into the regular roads as best they can to keep supplies going because otherwise you're going to have a bloody mess either way. Okay, so if if you shut the throughway down for everybody, isn't that going to isn't that going to create a situation that the secondary roads simply were not designed to handle, and nobody is going to go anywhere anyway? Nobody's going anywhere anyway. But for emergency medical supplies, they should be allowed to get through. You're going to have to weed through and have common sense exemptions for this. You mean on the throughway? What to do? The throughway is going to end up being a mess. I'm confused. You mean exemptions on the thruway? No, no, not on the thruway, on the side road, on some of the side roads. So you're saying that the side roads, that every road should shut down in western New York except for those, uh, except for traffic that is carrying essentials? Well, the thruway should be shut down for sure for everybody. The side roads would depend on how bad the storm is in your area. And if you need supplies, well, then you start calling people to make a chain of people that can get it from here to there. Uh, perhaps easier said than done. Uh, thank, thank you very much. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, well, we've certainly run the gamut. Uh, I don't know where you guys stand on this, but uh, in about 11 minutes from right now, no commercial vehicles in the New York State Thruway between Rochester and the uh, Pennsylvania state line. Uh, some we Our first call, the guy who got this started said it's really d- being done backwards. What we really need to do is allow the commercial vehicles to uh, do what they need to do on the thruway and keep the four-wheelers off. So your take on that. Uh, getting some interesting uh, viewpoints uh, on that situation. But, again, people need gasoline. They need food. They need medicine. They need prescriptions. Um, it's We basically we exist because of the trucking industry. When trucking shuts down, um, America shuts down, really. We'll have more coming up after the news at uh, 4 o'clock with uh, meteorologist Andy Parker. So we'll uh, – 
try to get a timeline and try to get some specifics on the uh, Buffalo Bills game. Let's go to Scott on a uh, cell phone. Scott, talking Western New York and the storm that is bearing down upon us. How are you doing, Tom? Yes, sir. Um, I'm presently, as we talk, driving down the throughway. Um, I'm trying to get to where I'm going by 4 o'clock so I don't get ticketed or whatever they plan on doing. The throughway right now is down to dry pavement. As far as what to do with it when the storm hits, everybody's points have been valid since this discussion started. But the biggest problem is not four-wheelers or semis, it's speed. And like the gentleman that had his 5 million miles without an accident, I'm sure he slows way down and adjusts to the speed limit. When you go through Pennsylvania and the roads are bad, they have signs up that says speed limit 40 miles an hour. Their roads are terrible. They don't plow them till the storm is over. But I'd be willing to bet you that they have much better results than we do in New York State. Likewise, if you move all this traffic to the side roads, now you're going to ask every one of these trucks and cars to stop and go every time they come to a a situation or a red light, and that's the worst thing you can do. You know, you get 80,000 pounds moving, and all of a sudden a a light turns in front of you, and you got some guy in a four-wheeler, thinking, oh, my God, i got to stop here. He slams on his brakes, and you're trying to hit yours in the ice. It doesn't work. So I have a son that uh, plows for the throughway, and I've had this discussion with him, and he says they don't understand why they don't just open one lane at a reduced speed for as long as they can, and if it gets ahead of them, then just close down the throughway till they get caught back up and then open it again. Now, the question is, are people actually going to obey the reduced speed because uh, the people who enforce the speed, when the weather gets really bad, they typically get involved in other things than speed enforcement, a lot of setting up cones and accident stuff as opposed to pulling people over for speeding. Well, that's true, but if especially if they had to close it down to one lane, it only takes one vehicle obeying the law, and then they all got to do it. Or, you know, have the, the snow plows out. The snow plows do 40 or 45 down the throughway and just make it so you can't go faster. You know, uh, it would be much better than sending them on a side road and saying, you know, you got to get to where you're going. You're going to run out of your uh, electronic log or your appointment time for your business is going to be over so they're going to be flying trying to get there especially with all this stop and go traffic all right thank thank you very much Uh, one of the problems i can see with that though is as people go slower traffic bunches up and you're going to get people basically uh uh nose to ass uh, for miles at a time and then somebody hits the brakes and then you get a chain reaction collision i don't know if anybody's got any other take on uh, that particular situation um very interesting, uh, the differences of opinion as far as what we do with uh, the uh, New York State Thruway from Rochester to the PA state line and who gets booted, the commercial drivers or the four-wheelers. Uh, I'll take more calls coming up, of course, uh, meteorologist Andy Parker as well. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.